0: And welcome once again to the How Long to Beat Podcast. I'm Rick, as always, joined by Alex. Hello. And Paula. Hello. And we've got something slightly different for you this week. Mm. Albeit not quite entirely new. So with the year coming to a close, um, same as we did last year and maybe the year before. You do this many episodes, it all blows. I think this is the third year we're doing it, but I think so. we're gonna talk about <laughs> we're gonna talk about um the games we played over the last year in a sort of game of the year format we've got some categories um to go through uh, including a couple uh picked by uh wonderful members of the community um we've got a pre-selected list and we're just going to squeeze in at the end um another another round of how, how, long, long, to be- how long to be the game, game. The game. It's all
1: fast. but without
0: further ado <laughs> um we're not going to bury the lead our game of the year specifically of games we played that were released in 2022 is the first category um why don't we talk about neon white alex because you and i Mm -hmm. both picked this as as the one
2: yeah i mean this game it was actually interesting i was like going through and i I had triangle strategy at first and then i saw neon Mm -hmm. white and it was like no that's the one (laughs) like i mean triangle strategy was a phenomenal game but there's no game this year that hooked me like neon white like it just it was the most, This it's such, it sounds so stupid, but it was the most, it was the gamiest game I have played in so long, in the sense that it just... Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it really just gets you hooked into its loop. It um encourages this, like, beautiful competitiveness, but, like, this sort of, like, like, it was a very different kind of competitiveness, because I was always excited to see if you would bring the time down, and then how you would bring that time down, because, like, that's the thing that's so kind of fun about it, is that, like, so often you know, when I play games, who cares, right? I don't care about beating somewhere. And also like, there are people who are just so amazing, right? This is the thing. It's like, I can maybe beat my friends. I can't beat the internet, you know, like, it's just not possible. And so having uh, a game that gives you just such an easy way of competing against your buds in like, a very kind of casual way, though, um, was just super fucking enjoyable. Plus, it's just like, it, everything about it worked so well. I mean, I I've talked a little bit about how I'm like the story is easily the weakest part, but it, it works. It's not bad. It's just like the gameplay is so fucking good. It's so mm. good that anything that's not up to the like masterful polish of its gameplay is a li- you know, you kind of notice, right. Um, it, and that's, I would say a really good problem to have as a game. <laughs> it's like, Oh, your game is so fucking good that i kind of want more from your story which like better than the other way around right that it so which
0: it often is right like right? the story's the focus like hey where'd my game go mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and, I, and think, I think it's worth
0: hi- oh sorry go on
2: i was gonna go say ahead. i think i kind of these days have been falling more on the side of like i just want better gameplay than story really
0: mm. and i i think it, it's worth highlighting just how much it genuinely makes you care about hitting that time. Like yeah. the the easy shorthand that, that has been sort of bandied around is speed running the game, the game that gets you into speed running. But I think it's a little bit more than that. I think it's that it makes it so addictive to try and beat a time. And it's easy to overlook just how many tiny moving parts and many precision points go into that sort of thing. Um, And it helps that the underlying game is absolutely incredible. Um, Tuned to perfection. Um, Really good length. I'm on the record. I thought the story was like cliche, but really, really good. Um, And there's just no fat on it anywhere. It's so streamlined in the best possible way. Um, Interesting bit of sort of full circle as well. I did briefly have a skim over last year's list and what we put for those things.
2: Hmm.
0: And um, it's an interesting one because actually Neon White was one of my most anticipated games last year. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) I'm very, very happy to have been vindicated on that one. Um, Yeah, anyone who's been sleeping on this one, I, I think it's a unanimous go fix that.
2: Yeah, you just, you gotta, you have to play. You. Unless you have motion sickness, then no, do not play this. Hello game. Hello there. <laughs>
0: Even then, I'm it's here. Minute Burst. You can time <laughs> that out. You can space it out, Paula.
1: <laughs> I actually... Anyway, yeah, maybe... but I could pick too.
0: I know, I, I genuinely, I think it's the kind of game that, particularly because there's so much strategizing involved, it's not, it's an action game, but it's not pure action, it's cerebral action in the sense that you, rather than like a twitchy instantaneous decision making thing you are planning a route from a to b and so i I, maybe it's a stretch maybe it's my naivety but i definitely can envisage a scenario where you could run it once or twice stop give yourself a breather and think about how you're going to approach it next time i I genuinely think you could make it work that way um Mm. but enough hypothesizing why don't you tell us about your ever so slightly biased game of the year pick paula
1: I mean I know it's totally biased but also I only play six twenty twenty two games this year. So I didn't play
0: yeah, many either. Um, <laughs>
1: nope. yeah. Um, for context, one of them is Railvan, A Castle of Cats, Handshakes, which is an HIO game, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a Strange Articulture, and finally, and the one I picked, What Lies in the Multiverse. Mm-hmm. Bias aside, because you know i played <laughs> made a game um i really enjoyed it like i enjoy greatly enjoy character driven stories which this is and even though the puzzles may not be like um very complicated and clearly the story was the central point of the game it still has um it's still not um is so easy that you get more from it. And also, there's like this term to the game itself, like from the art style to uh, some choices on the references that they made. And the whole package was just such an almost cozy experience to me um, that I just. Like it, and I want to go back to it and try to experience everything again. And I'm sorry that I can't experience everything that, from zero, that I will know the, what's coming. But still, I think this is a world that I like. Or worlds, because it is a multiverse, but anyway. And yeah, that's, that, those are the main reasons I picked what lies in the multiverse. I as a side again. <laughs>
2: that's fair. I enjoy playing that game too. I mean, it was especially fun getting to chat with the two of them, get a little behind the scenes, look at how games are made.
0: Um, It's a very different way to play for sure, knowing that you can pick the brain right after.
2: Yeah, it really changes the experience. Um, So let's move on to best games that we played in 2022, but not necessarily were released in 2022. Because we all picked two for this. It's really hard to narrow these down. Like the 20 best game of 2022, not so hard. Cause there's only so many games released, but we we'll play a lot of games in a year. It's hard. <laughs> um, why don't we do like one? let's go like one at a time through them. And then we'll like recycle. Um, Cause the first one that I picked was inscription. And I beat this like at the very beginning of the year. And I still think this is like easily one of the best games I've ever played. And it's especially for me, like it really hits what I love which is those kind of card-based roguelites that have, like, strong progression systems tied in with a really compelling story. So, like, it, it, this felt like a game that I was like, yeah, this was tailor-made for me. I grew up playing the <laughs> Pokemon trading card game on the Game Boy. I love these games.
1: <laughs> um,
2: so, yeah, I, I just absolutely love this thing. And if anyone, if you haven't if you haven't played it yet, like, put it high up on your list because it's just, like, I think, Rick, have you played this one? Not yet, right?
0: I haven't, but I do have it through Family Share, so it's a case of when not if. Gotcha. Um yeah. I liked um I forget his name, but I liked the previous games. I have played and enjoyed Pony Island and the Hex. The so I have every intention of playing it.
2: You I, I truly think that both you and Paolo would love this game. Like I just think it's I'm a sure. game that's up your up your alley. Uh anyway, that's me. Paolo, what about you? What did you pick? What's one of yours?
1: Well, mine is a two player adventure and it is it takes two and this we all play this game the game it has been it was uh, completely designed with that two player co-op in mind and it shows because there isn't like any time where the other player is like dead weight or anything like that it always needs the two of the both players cooperating in, a, in an adventure that pretty much has the two uh, main characters learning to cooperate, which, in a way, that's how all the cooperative games go, in a way. Um, and again, a character-driven story, though it centers around these two main characters, which um, we're like going through the birds almost and stuff like that. And they uh, and the, there, there, there's seven, two of those. And you know, the whole story, we already played this. I don't know what I'm talking about this, but again, this game not only has one of the tightest gameplays that I ever seen, like the platforming is very tight. The, there wasn't a single moment where I thought, Hey, this is cheap. It uses creativity and I love how. The mechanics of the game are like aren't like here to say that you you get one one gameplay mechanic and then you get another one and then you get another one always checking the last one and that makes that keeps things fresh through the whole game and I almost want more of it but I think it is just the right length before it starts to get like too gimmicky. Mm. and it also has like a satisfying uh, end to the story itself, at least in my opinion. Some people may disagree. Uh, yeah, Rick. That's a yep. uh,
0: so
1: rather my... recent playthrough you got there.
0: Yeah, so Shovel Knight, maybe there's a degree of recency bias, but I, I don't think there is. This is just a really fantastic game and i think the maddest part is it's a quarter of a really fantastic game because i have three other campaigns to play through eventually um you can tell that like the 3ds was at the core of the design that's why i played it um it makes excellent use of both the 3d effect and the dual screen setup but even without that It's interesting, I was watching a video essay and it was completely related to Shovel Knight, but Shovel Knight comes up very, very briefly. And what the reviewer mentioned, and it's something I hadn't thought about when I was playing it, at least I don't think I had. It's a callback game that's confident enough not to call back. Um, Yes, it steals the DuckTales bouncing mechanics to some extent. Um, And yes, it's very much of that time, but it has its own story to tell. It has its own style. It's not going, you know, oh, sorry, your shovel's in another castle. It, it's its own <laughs> thing. And it does it so, so well. Um, yeah, but I've already gushed recently on that one. So I'll, I'll <laughs> stop myself there. Uh, Alex, your second game.
2: Yeah. So I picked Lost Judgment because this game is just so incredible, especially when you pair it with the Lost Kaito DLC. Um, <clears throat> that one, I honestly think it might even be even better than the game, but it's just. It's such a beautiful reimagining of the kind of Yakuza gameplay style. And it really um I, I just found that it 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 took everything that was good about judgment and it really fine-tuned it into this really beautiful, extremely enjoyable game with an excellent fun plot. And so this is one of those examples, like one of those games where it's interesting because really you're watching a TV show, right? And then there's also this really fun action gameplay that you get to do on top of it. And it somehow works. Like, like it really feels like it should you know, like at times you're like, this feels like it should just be like, it's like, it's two separate things. And yet somehow they've just, they've, they've dialed in this formula over the, over the decades now that they've been doing this or yeah, actually I think so. <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, and yeah, I just fucking loved it. And I really hope we get more from this series. Um, I know there's there's a lot of Yakuza coming next year, um, which is more focused on, you know, kind of reintegrating Kiyo into the into the story um, and kind of fleshing back out some stuff that we never really got in the West. Uh, but I'm hoping that judgment uh, comes around. It's still too early. Like, you know, this just released last, uh, in, in t- the end of 2021. So, you know, we're still probably a year or two out from another potential one. They kind of seem to go on like a three-ish year cycle with these because like 2018 was when Judgment came out. But anyway, love this fucking game. Um, Paolo, actually, you talk about another game that I also loved.
1: Yeah, and that is The Room for Old Sins. And I've been trying to think like what I love so much about this game besides the puzzles. And one thing that I... Really like that this game changed over the I think the last century is that you are not navigating multiple rooms in a way that like in a traditional way. You're looking at the rooms as if you were looking at a doll, dollhouse. house. Like you don't navigate through the corridors and get lost that way. No, you zoom out and pick a room from the outside, which I think is a very smart way to, in a way, give you a lot, to, a lot of room to work with, no pun intended. But also, it gives you that sense of the first game where you are opening this box. And it feels more like a puzzle box game than an escape room game. Which is very interesting because it by all means should be an escape room game because you're using you're solving this to get out of there. And the way the they, they um, implement the hint system where you're never like too stuck on a place where you get bored. And the way the puzzles are made in a more creative way than this previous entries and like also they they kind of don't repeat some of the puzzles of their previous entries like they did like on the room three, which or the room two for that matter. Like it feels like at the room game without having to redo the things that have been done up up until that point. And it still feels like a totally different, fresh game. Which I like. And this game is gorgeous. Like play it on a PC because it looks amazing. It's very true.
2: Um, no, it looks very that, good. <laughs>
1: yeah. That would be my my pick. Um, how about you, Rick? Uh
0: my second pick is Going Under, um, uh, which is a game that's probably gonna come up, well not probably it is gonna come up in <laughs> other um in other categories as we go through. Uh this game just really really took my heart um everything from the art style uh down to the gameplay loop through with the humor um and the way that it works its progression into things as well it's all really really well set up um it made me enjoy a roguelike in a way that i don't ordinarily and it made me hunger for another run the moment i lost um a runner was currently on um and i have to say it's one of the first experiences that i had with the switch of um trying to play a game on a big screen bouncing off it a little bit or you know going on to other things and then having it in my hands and being able to pick it up and putting down and going oh this is the way to play this game and with that freedom uh going under really really gets the opportunity to shine um particularly how often this goes on really really deep discounts it's one at the time and, and one you know again now i'm i'm more than happy to sort of be a real obnoxious advocate for like this is a game you really should be playing and alex you really should be completing i know you, retired this, you retired this one. you retired this one back and i
2: finished it now it's your turn ah whatever no way i'm, I'm not you don't finish these games. You just play them until you're done. Unless you do. Yeah, but these are like puzzle games for me, man. You you, you get that. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, no, you know, I, coming to underrated games, on. then, that's, a, I think, a fine segue into underrated and hidden gems. Um, I don't know. Should I just talk about this one? Well, actually, maybe I'll talk about this one because there's not as much uh, I, I'm going to say right now because I know this is coming up again later. Um, okay. But well, actually, who knows? I'll I'll, I'll rave about anyway. Strange horticulture. <laughs> so this game, it actually came out this year too, which I don't don't think this category needs to have come out this year. But I don't know. I whatever. <laughs> I decided it would. Um, this is like one of the best games I've played in so long, and I really don't see it anywhere. Like I haven't heard anyone really talk about it. Um. I, I barely saw any reviews for it even when it came out. And it's a shame because it is such a good game. Like, so unique, beautiful narrative, Uh, really requires you to just kind of come up with your own systems for, like, organizing all these different plans and stuff and um has a really interesting mechanics to it that lets you kind of rewind back. And um, so it felt very friendly to the player. Like, you weren't... Because, you know, I don't know. Some of these narrative games, right? It's like, you make one wrong choice and then you're like... <sighs> do I just go all the way back now or do I just fucking deal with it? (laughs) And this one's just like, it's all good, man. You got a problem. Just, just scroll back a day. You're fine. You know, like it's all good. Um, they're, they're not like going to like overly penalize you for something. Um, and yet at the same time, I think the decisions you make are meaningful, but they're not like, all the endings that I saw were interesting, you know, like, they all felt like interesting endings and there didn't really feel like one perfect ending, which I appreciate in a game with multiple endings because sometimes, you know, in these games, there's that one true ending, right? Which is like, this is the one you have to get because it's frankly the real ending of the game. The rest is just fucking bullshit, you know? Like, if you have a game and you put multiple endings and the multiple endings are unsatisfying, you don't have multiple endings. You have a bunch of fail states and one true ending, you know? Like, I just... I refuse to believe that those are endings at this point. Yeah, the game technically ends, but so does a game over screen end your game, right? <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> like, it's, you're full of shit. So what I appreciate about this game is that it really didn't feel like there was, like this one has like a slightly optimal outcome, but even then there are tradebacks to it, right? Um, which to me feels better. It's like, no, okay, the decisions that you make will have consequences, but there's no perfect way to finish this um instead just go through the journey see which path that you go on and have some fun right um so i really appreciated that for this game and i want more people to play it because i think people would really love it and this is a game also that a little bit like pentiment which i oh fuck what the fuck i didn't put pentiment on this any of this list that game should have been up there on my uh my best games of the year but whatever anyway um uh Yeah, I've I've lost it now, but oh yeah, it's a game that I think people who don't traditionally play games could really get into, and would be like a good way to hook somebody, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'll talk more about this game uh, later, but I 100% agree um, on your pick, Alex. I would have probably put Stranger Articulture um, this category if it wasn't because I put it somewhere else.
2: (laughs) Yeah, fair. (laughs)
0: But what did you put there, Paolo? That's a good segue. <laughs>
1: um, Railbound, because it is one of the most charming little puzzle games that I played in my life, and it there's something about it that it feels like so creative. On, on, like, okay, you have to build rails to get your little train cart from point B, from point A to point B, and somehow that makes for a very um, interesting mechanic for a puzzle game. Because then you start adding stuff on top of it, like, oh, you have to uh, get your your cards in a certain order, or you have to uh, pick up passengers with certain cards and then go to the uh, finished uh, finish spot or finish point. And. It gets really, really complicated, but in a fun way. Uh, except like for the Final World, where they try to combine all the mechanics you've used so far. And oh, I bet that in gets that point, messy. They kinda, It kind of felt a little bit flat for me. And that's why mm. it wasn't like the, best, uh, the best game released in 2022 for me. Um, still, it's a game that I totally recommend for everyone to play. Maybe not everyone to finish because that last uh, world kind of felt completely flat again. But still it is a lot of fun. And it has a lot of charm. Like it is so cute. Sorry, I have a uh, a weakness, a weak spot for cute games, so deal with it. Um, it,
0: is, it is adorable. Before before I jump into mine we should say all of their games are excellent, like in Bento and Golf Peaks. And is there one more or, more or am I making that up? I think that's it. I think that's Those the three of them. Yeah. They're all excellent, um, as is the one that I picked. And I've literally seen nobody talking about, which is maddening and baffling. Um, and that is Little Noah, Shion of Paradise. Um, another roguelike, which not what I expected from my 2022 However, lots of interesting ideas, um, makes the best of what was clearly quite a limited budget, and the experience of playing the game um, is excellent. There's lots of bonus content if you want to sort of get bang for your buck, um, but if you do just want to see the game through and you know what you're doing, it can be done in sort of seven to ten hours. Um, With this game, there's a strange purity of vision, and. I think you'd be reading too much into it to say that comes from the limitations, but nevertheless, the fact remains, there is um, a laser focus on this is your core loop. You're going to go, you're going to do a run, you're going to come back. There's a couple of things you just need to briefly attend to, then you're going to fucking go again. And then you're going to come back and repeat and rinse and repeat and rinse. And again, like with going under, there was a real sense of forward momentum, um, what you might call that one more go feeling that if i failed a run as i was like watching that game over screen i was already thinking about what upgrades i was going to get and how i was going to try and do it differently the next time and how before you know it i would be in the first phase of a new run um just excellent all round and the kind of game that needs more love because it it would be a real shame if it just sort of faded into obscurity um next up is biggest stinkers you played this year uh didn't have to complete just had to play um mine was axolotl is dry this wants to be celeste so bad but it just does not have the quality or the vision <laughs> or the length i mean listen it, it's not harsh necessarily to say you're not celeste because that is like a pretty high bar it's a very high bar um, <laughs> Yeah, it's yes. a very high bar, but by God does Axellotless Dry do an exceptional job of missing
1: <laughs>
0: That's me. that's all I've got. uh Paola.
1: Well this could have been like my most 2022 completion of 2022 if it has if, if it would have if if it were a better game sorry and that is well true there. And I thought this was going to be like a almost programming by blocks video kind of video game. And it is not. It's more like, okay, you need to have like this amount of stuff in or items in this shape, like go from here to there. And you pretty much have to use building blocks that separate the uh, items that you want to move between different lines. And that is not what I was expecting. I think, sir, and also the way they do it is pretty damn annoying, so Ooh. It's not the worst game that I played this year because that has its own little spot over there, but it's <laughs> probably one of the bigger uh, disappointments disappoint- disappoint- of this year.
2: Yeah Alex. Mine is like, this is just like a technically true one, do you know what I mean? It's not actually the worst game that I feel like I played, but like arguably is the worst game which is Star Wars Rebel Assault 2, The Hidden Empire. Look, I love it. It's nostalgia, right? But it's fucking shit. Like, it's fucking (laughs) garbage. It's maybe a two or three out of ten. Like, it's that bad. Um, You can't control it unless you have a flight stick from the fucking 90s. Um, Maybe some flight sticks will work. But honestly, getting things to register in in, uh, its, like, DOS configure. it's very difficult um and it will take you time and it's not worth it because you're only going to be marginally easier to control <laughs> the fucking you've got this like you know duck out of cover and shoot mechanic and they shoot like they're like the minute you come out of cover they're like fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you. like the whole idea of stormtroopers miss, they do not miss in this game they have a hundred percent accuracy and they will fuck you up so fast it's cool with the fmv stuff it looks neat it's it's terrible like when you try to maneuver your uh your vehicle it's like literally if you're holding your mouse if you nudge it a millimeter it's like oh you wanted a nosedive right Ah!" (laughs) like no no i just wanted a small adjustment it's like a bit easier with a controller but i couldn't even get the controller to work uh and yet still i had fun like i i like it but i cannot deny the fact that it's fucking shit (laughs) it just is really bad So, unless you played this as a child, do not even try it. Don't even try it. Watching a little playthrough of it is actually pretty fun because it's only about an hour and a half and the FMV stuff is actually pretty cool and so are the backgrounds and, like, all that stuff. So, like, this is actually one of those cases where I'm like, you know what? Watching a play of this, maybe when you're, like, I don't know, fucking playing some game where you don't focus that much, it would actually, you probably have a really good time because it's genuinely pretty fun and it's kind of like this, like, you know old piece of star wars media before you know even like i mean i guess around the no before the prequels even so kind of cool in that regard but yeah don't play it it's bad <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um okay well should we go on to the best stinker that you actually beat this year yeah um, yeah That's uh fair. Uh, Paola, I want you to tell us about the one that
1: Well, <laughs> fuck you too, guys. Because <laughs> this was totally your fault. <laughs> I wouldn't have even approached this game with a temple, temple, temple ball if it wasn't because of you guys. So <laughs> thank you, but not thank okay, you. You're welcome. <laughs> and that is 12 minutes. If people hasn't guessed it already. And this has to be one of, if not like the worst game that I've played to completion. Yeah, this is actually the worst game that i ever completed. (laughs) (laughs) And I hated every second of it. Like, I was trying to have a little bit of fun at first, but then like, the story was not good at all. And then it went from not good at all to fucking bullshit, so.
2: I was not
1: happy with this.
2: I had so much fun, too, because I was able to watch you as you were playing this, and that was so much mm. fun. Like, I was, like, doing a bunch of work and stuff, and I could just hear you precedingly <laughs> going, what the fuck? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot that I actually uh, streamed this game to you guys. A
0: good chunk of it, yeah.
2: Yeah, not all of it, but a lot of it, um, which was awesome. And that, that was...
0: That was the fascinating thing, right? Like you'd played it on your own, like you're like, oh god, and then I played it, and I was like, oh god, you like, I know, right? And then that you she's like, oh god, and we were both like, I know, right?
2: It's <laughs> it's one of those games that's interesting because unlike a lot of bad games, like for instance, Star Wars: Ripple Assault, I never want you to play it. But twelve minutes, I kind of want people to play it just so mm. I can go right.
0: <laughs> it's like a shared trauma thing,
2: exactly. And then it also confirms because yeah. sometimes I'm like, am I just? am I off on this? Or like, this is bad, right? And then you played it, and you're like, this is bad. I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, good.
0: <laughs> have you forgotten you played it, it was like, it's bad in this specific way. You're like, yes.
2: <laughs> exactly. Because everyone knows why it's bad. If you've played it, you know why it's bad.
0: <laughs> mm. And if you don't, like, watch it, don't play it. But also if you play it, email us and let us know how you found it.
2: Uh, please do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, we will even even bring you into the podcast and have you rant just for us to go like, yeah, right?
2: Uh, yeah, Exactly.
1: Oh, that's
2: good. Um,
1: so yeah, next? that's that, that's mine, Alex. Yep. Yeah, take it
2: away. Um, sure. So mine is Buddy Simulator, um, uh nineteen eighty four because it's fucking shite, man. It's just bad. It's it's like, you know. It's one of those, like, meta games without a point. Um, and the point is, like, yo, games are a thing people make. <laughs> <And> you're like, <laughs> You're like, cool, man. That's really fucking cool. Do you have a game for me to play? What if the game world was kind of alive? Cool, but it's not. So can I play a game? Oh, no. I didn't really make one. And it's like, God damn it. Like, fuck. (laughs) Moving around is not a game, damn it. Like, fucking shit. At least walking simulators have something that happens in them. Anyway, the first part of this is fine. And it just, it goes way downhill really fast. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I feel bad. You know, it's hard to make games. And I'm like, yeah, but like, it's also a virtue to realize when your game's a piece of shit and you should just move on. And like that to me is what this game felt like where I'm just like, no, no, actually, no, to be fair, this game should have an age cap of like 13. And then I think that's where it should, as in no one over should play. And then under, you should have, play it and have a great time because you have fun. It's like the, tw- it's, you know, it's the Twitch streamer game. You know what I mean? Like I bet you anything bunch of streamers played this game and we're like whoa or oh crazy you know doing all their fucking reactions and shit to the game as they're going through it and people probably had fun and if you did good for you i'm happy for you truly but i wanted to die i did not like it the mad thing
0: is right up until you talk about like an age cap you could have been talking about 12 minutes like
2: yes indistinguishably yeah, except, yeah, 12 Minutes definitely shouldn't be played by kids under thirty. It just
0: shouldn't be played by anyone, really. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly.
2: But it's other way around. It is. <laughs> like You know what? It's a lot like 12 Minutes in some ways. Like, not in its twisting, but just in the fact that it's like, I think they thought they had something really interesting, but it's just kind of...
0: Thought way smarter than they were. Yeah. Right? That's what it yeah. fucking is. Mm. It's a
2: game that feels like it's, it thinks it's smarter than it. Because, like, there is a kernel of fun within there. It's just, like, they really lose it, um at a certain point. Because, like, to be fair to Buddy Simulator, the first, like, if I had only played maybe an hour or two of the game, I think I would have been like, oh, it's a pretty good game. Um, That was that was fine. But as I got further into it, I was like, oh, you really fucked up with this one. Like, this is fucking stupid. Like, you're wasting my time. And I cannot stand games that waste my time. I, it fucking drives me crazy. I only have so many hours on this earth. <laughs> um, <laughs> you still so finished like- it, though. You did still finish it. Out of rage and spite. <laughs>
0: We've all been there.
2: We have all been there. Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: Tell us conversely, about
0: this one. The, the one thing I can say positive about P- Panzer Dragoon Remake is it didn't waste much of my time. It's actually on in 45 minutes. <laughs> Short as fuck. <laughs> And I think I, I think I said at the time, like, the only mercy is this, this, that this game didn't stay any longer. Because it is bad. Like, as someone who's playing it for the first time in its remade form, which, to be clear, is essentially, like, a prettied up version of exactly the game <laughs> that was played on the, I want to say, Saturn.
2: I think it was Sega Saturn, yeah. Yeah.
0: One of the old defunct Sega consoles, anyway. Um, (laughs) One of them, yeah. (laughs) One of them. It doesn't really fucking matter, does it? So, it's the same game. And as someone who's coming to it fresh in the year of our Lord 2022, it's hard to understand what anyone ever saw in it. Like, maybe the graphics, maybe, sure. But the Bouncer had good graphics. People didn't hold that up as, like, an amazing game that deserves to be remade and replayed this is not a good game
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's an interesting world it's great music it's not a good game and neither of those things do anything to support the gaping void that is where the game should be it's just ah. Uh... and again i suppose one of the mercy is that i did pay very little for it mm-hmm. because they clearly know what they've got in their hands and they're selling it like for 90 percent off routinely <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, the interesting thing is this: the sequel was supposed to get a port as well. I don't think that ever ever happened. Not, not that it matters. I wouldn't play it if it released. But no, fine no, now. yeah. <laughs> Alex is shaking his head, and that's that's exactly where I'm at. Utter stinker. Not impressed. Not happy. And yeah, the other thing, like he it, it wanted to think it had a story, which you know, fair <laughs> enough. Games like this that are. <laughs> cinematic in air quotes oh yeah the audacity absolutely and you know oh no you're riding this dragon now oh there's this big plot go and fly into the <sighs> i'm gonna stop i'm just <laughs> rambling at this point it's bad and i didn't really put my thoughts together well enough to do it now next category. Most 2022 completion of 2022, I think the most interesting thing on this one is going to be what in each of our minds makes a game a 2022 game. Now, Paula has literally a bit of insider baseball put next to her pick in brackets. Okay. Hear me out. Yeah, she picked the
2: beaver game. <laughs> she picked <a> beaver game. <laughs> I
0: mean, to be fair, cost of living crisis. If you can build your own home,
2: <laughs> that's way too true. That is way too true. Tell the, us about Timberborn yeah. yeah?
1: Okay, so I was trying to find a game that I would classify as a twenty-two eighty-two game, and um, this, as I'm trying not to melt into a puddle on uh, on my home because it is summer here and there's probably a heat wave or something because I'm melting real bad. And the thing, the first game that I think about is Timberborn because you have a society of beavers that are living in the post-apocalyptic world and you have to survive each drought. That's, that's the point of the game, survive each drought that the humans couldn't. And I'm like, yeah. That sounds about it global warming is here it has been for a long time but holy crap this year has been hell so that's pretty much all my my entire thought process on putting of porn. and um, probably it would have been well to learn if it wasn't like an actual block programming game because i swear every waking hour of the last month or so has been programming <laughs> and that would have been a 2022 game for me too. So I'm more curious about your picks. Um, life a probably because I have no idea about that game. Like,
0: yeah. So, I mean, the, the things that made me think this is emblematic of where gaming is at right now, which is how I, um, interpreted that title, HD2D, which is like a massive on-trend thing, remaking an existing IP, which specifically Square Enix, but is generally a bit of an industry trend. Like, fuck, if I'd played The Last of Us Part 1, that probably would have been the one I'd picked in place of. Um, But also I think a game that inadvertently, because obviously it's an old game that's been ported, well, remade in essence, it's a game that has some respect for your time, save anywhere chunked down stories um obviously on switch so portable um thinking back i i think if i thought again i might have picked tmnt shredder's revenge because all that same sort of hd revival um nostalgia bait thing but also with the online co-op and and the fact we all played it through game pass which is a very sort of modern gaming thing mm. but yeah live alive that felt like the right one. It felt like where we're at in gaming in terms of the game from the list of games I completed. Helps that it's a great game as well. Like Definitely one for genre fans, but a really, really good remake and one that's well worth experiencing. Um, Alex, on the other hand, and I'm interested in the rationale for this one, has picked It Takes Two.
2: Yeah, mine's more like like I was thinking more about like my year in general. Um, cause like mm. this year for me and like my, my partner was like a pretty tough yeah. year just because she had to move around a lot this year. Like this was kind of mm-hmm. like to give people here, you can learn a little bit about <laughs> the medical residence system in Canada, <laughs> um, in their fourth year. So like, like she does five years of residency and well, plus two because they're master, So she's technically in like year fucking six of her residency at this point or five or whatever. Yeah. She's been in it for a while. Um, they have to go and basically do rotations at a bunch of different hospitals across the country. Um, because the idea is that, um, sometimes not even in the country, it can be in States too and other places. Um, they're basically trying to get teed up for like a fellowship, which is like a two year like specialization somewhere. Um, and so for over half of this year, she was living in different areas and I was living in, i stayed with her for a couple of the months, but for a lot of the time she just had to go on her own. So this year was kind of like, it was like a tough year. And like, I thought of It Takes Two because like we also played it this year at the beginning of the year. And like that whole game is all about like the the cooperation and the working together. And like my year would not have been able to go off had we not been just like a full-on team throughout it. Because it's just, you know, it's tough, right? When you when you have your lives together and we're getting ready to get married next year. So it's like, you know, we're very much like within our lives. So it was kind of a tough year. And I felt like that game really, uh, the the core spirit of it felt very much like my year i was like yeah it's all about like being together and working together and, and uh coming together as a, as a as a unit you know so that's what i picked mm. for my year very Also, this year's think. 2022 it takes two it's twos <laughs> that's it, a real reason i, I, picked
0: I feel it. like you, you've stolen my punda
2: Oh, oh, are you going <laughs> to, I don't know, know what you're going to say. That's good. It takes 2022. 20, <laughs> oh dear. But that was mine. Right, so... let, let's
0: just move on. Yeah. Let's
2: just, let's just leave that alone. Like speaking of feeling guilty about things, let's go on to our guilty pleasures here, <laughs> which I want to talk about real quick. Cause Pal and I have the exact same one, except I have Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and she has Pokemon Shining Pearl. <laughs>
0: And like, that's guilty pleasure number one, buying a Nintendo shitty uh, two game split structure. Really? That and is. This perfect. one, literally, yeah, like, there's me. a marker on the ROM that tells the game which version it is. Oh, yeah. That is the only difference. I mean, anyway, to be fair, that's basically the only know.
2: difference with like all the Pokemon games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, but like, the thing with this one is like, I got, we were talking about this before we started recording, but like, I literally knew as I was buying it, as I put it into the console, as I was playing it in my brain the entire time was this is fucking shit this is so stupid this is the bad game and i'm playing through it and i'm like they've made stupid decisions they haven't used the quality of life improvements from platinum this is a fucking dumb thing why am i having so much fun <laughs> like, and not even fun actually i can't even say i was having a lot of fun i could say that i was feeling a lot of comfort it was like it was like it was like having a stew when you're sick you know, like having a real nice chicken noodle soup while you've got the sniffles or something. It just feels good. You're like, this is nice. Um, and that's what Plague, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond was for me. It was like a little bit of a warm hug, um, despite it being fucking dumb. Although, arguably, maybe the most technically sound Pokemon release this year. <laughs> or I guess- Low bar, but yeah, Maybe it released last yeah. year. I don't know. Arceus released this year. I think it it,
1: it released- whatever. Yeah, this is from November last year, I think.
2: Yeah, I got but it still, on sale. That's why I was like, all right, whatever.
1: <laughs> I think I got it like day one, and again, this is my guilty pleasure because Shame. it was like, okay, the <laughs> new, the new Pokemon game that was certain till, I'm not gonna get into a rant. Too long didn't, too long didn't read. It is shipped, <laughs> and it was like, hey, this is something I know. I know it's probably not a remake of Platinum because otherwise they wouldn't sell the two versions of it. But this this is comforting. And then I went into the underground, and it became my second home. Like I spent so many hours just digging up fossils, digging up just stuff from the walls on the on the underground that I. I don't know, I, I I might have lost like half of my year over there. Anyway, the other thing that I enjoyed a lot was the multiplayer aspect of it, in the sense of battling with other people and actually building teams again, because I haven't done that ever since uh, X and Y. And even though the online is crap because they they do this weird system where you're like put into the room with eight other with seven other players, three. And then hopefully one of them wants to to battle instead of just like pressing, hey, I want to battle in this format, and then they even make you. They they do the matchmaking thing and and then you are able to 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 battle another player. No, of course. It, 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 it makes so much sense. It's stupid for them to implement it. Why why would it expect so much from Pokemon? Anyway, you even though
2: expect too much,
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. Like in the remix for um, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, they implemented the X and Y multiplayer. But I I had to expect to be disappointed by the Pokemon Company. Uh, it, still, even without the Problems even if it wasn't the first the best version of the game, I still had a lot of fun. Guiltily, I had a lot of
0: fun. Anyways, <laughs> Rick. So my on our show notes it's guilty pleasure stroke. I played too much of this game of the year. And if the question is what did you do too much of in this year, gaming or otherwise, Rocket League will always be the answer. Every year without fail now rocket league aside uh the other game that i definitely play way too much of this year um is risk of rain 2 because it's a fucking blast and also like my brother happens to be mad into it as well so we don't live nearby um it's a nice thing to sort of shoot the shit and catch up and also play a couple of rounds um and we've also had um both myself and him and members of the community Lots of fun playing multiplayer of this game. Um, both in its sort of base mode and with the survivors of the void expansion. God, I hope they're gonna announce another one soon. There's sort of rumblings about a passion project. I suspect it might be something else, but we'll see. Um Risk of Rain 2 was a phenomenal surprise when it came out because I genuinely did not think that the move to 3D was gonna work and There haven't been many other times I've been happier to have been proven wrong because Risk of Rain 2 takes everything that was good about the original and dials it up to 11 and adds a load of excellent new shit just in there and on top of it. Uh, It really, really makes it work. It's phenomenal that the whole game was made by a couple of people. Like, it's a really small team over at Hoppo Games and size of the team, notwithstanding the game stands on its own merits it's a really really good game i must have sunk sort of 80 hundred hours into this game probably more with the survivors of the void expansion as well most of that is in multiplayer um and we've barely scratched the surface of what's there in terms of unlockable items um bonus challenges artifacts alternative runs there's just so much there and it's all incredible and it's no wonder I've lost so much of my life to it with all of that um, born in mind. Um, I was going to potentially tag you both in to talk about Risk frame too, but there's not a whole lot of points. I think you've ba- maybe both played it once or twice each.
2: Yeah, only a couple of times now yeah. with you.
0: <laughs> so instead, Speaking of me, let's talk about surprisingly sexual things. No, let's not. Let's trim that. <laughs> I didn't think that through. No, I don't like that. Oh I mean, no, what? that is way too bad. We, we should wind it a couple that of steps is back. Here. Oh no! So most surprisingly sexual game. Uh, I have two picks for this. I'm just going to crack on. You can both keep laughing. I'm going to keep going. Uh, the first pick is 12 she minutes. Said. If you know, you know. Um... <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um the second pick is immortality. Now
2: Oh, yeah. I, actually, that should be my pick too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm still processing how I feel about this game. I liked it, I didn't love it. I think as as a as a creative endeavor, it's astounding that it works at all, that it makes any sense at all, to the extent that it does make sense. Um I don't necessarily like that. It took a month of thinking and also Googling some other people's video essays to get a real grasp on exactly what was happening, including a couple of pretty pivotal plot points um, in the, the, the meta narrative. What I will say is for a sort of murder mystery, I, not only is there a lot of sexuality, there is a lot of sexual undercurrent. Yes,
2: it's very horny. <laughs> I, incredibly <laughs> horny
0: yeah i do you know what? i could have just said it's very horny and left it at that but i didn't and now here we are um
2: <laughs> it's just, yeah it's just, it's a super fucking horny game
0: <laughs> now one that i would have never thought would be a horny game and, and you're gonna have to explain yourself here alex uh Picross lord of the nazarek
2: yeah i didn't think it'd be a fucking horny game either but there's a lot of fucking anime tits in this game Way more than I was expecting. No, I didn't know what this. I just played. It was a pick cross game. I didn't know what it was based on. Uh, and then I started playing, it and I'm like, "Whoa, what's going on over here? There's some. I played some Overlord for sake, Yeah, I don't know what overlord <laughs> is. is. <laughs> All right, I'm not that obsessed <laughs> with Japan. I like some of their games, but I don't know what their anime is. Yeah, well. Jesus. And like one of them talks a lot about bone in the main dude. And I'm just like, okay, I mean, look, it's it's fine, whatever. But it's just not what you expected Pitcross, You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not prudish. I played Lust for Darkness this year. That's a very sexual game. But I knew what I was getting into. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I know what this game is about. It's gonna be interesting takes on this. It's like God of culty Geigers. But then when I'm playing Pitcross, I just want to put a little number and fill in little boxes. I don't need none of those Anime titties all over the place. <laughs> I'm like, just chill. I'm trying to play this on the bus, yeah. damn
0: it. <laughs> I'm oh.
2: But anyway, yeah, this game was very like literally surprisingly sexual. <laughs> Although, also, <clears> pal, I call bullshit on Cupid Parasite being surprisingly sexual. It's called Cupid Parasite. I feel like it's definitionally okay. sexual. <laughs>
1: Okay, hear me out on this because okay. I think last uh, the first time we did this um Game of the Year kind of thingy, I picked um Pio Ferry because oh, Pioferry Pio Ferry is a little bit more spicy than your regular automated game that comes to the West. Sure. Then it was Oswaka because holy crap, what the hell was that proud on on the uh I forgot the play the name of the place, but it was uh, rather a rather horny game in one of the roads. then you have Cupid Parasite. It It is a rom-com, but also... what the hell? Like, I... okay, maybe it wasn't that... it wasn't that surprising in the sense that, okay, I knew one of the guys was an uh, incubus... incubus? When I started the game. The thing that I wasn't expecting is that that wasn't the horniest route in the game.
2: Jesus Christ!
1: (laughs) And also, (sighs) the amount of skin you see, like in the common route, because I'm gonna just go and say the guys were measuring dicks at one point. It was like,
2: Uh,
1: what did uh, I, what did I just run into over here? That is
2: indeed a horny game.
1: Yeah, and um, it really, it really is like completely different to any other game that I played before that, and I played a lot of Tomaguis. Like, holy crap! Um, yeah. On that. In point, that note, I, I will say you On correct. That point. Yep.
2: <laughs> oh god! Well, that was unexpected. Just like our next category, which is the game that you most unexpectedly enjoyed so the game that you, you didn't think or maybe you just had no idea of it and then all of a sudden you're like fuck i really love that game I, I, I did not expect that um so why don't um i don't know pal you want to keep going why don't you tell us about this one because this is one that i talked about earlier and i'm so glad you played it
1: yeah and again i wasn't expecting to love this game so much because first of all there's a lot of information you have to tr- keep track on. And surprising, I didn't have to, um, I wasn't as organized as you when playing this game. Like, it was like labels, what are those? Are they tasty? And I just kept it, like, some sort of organization within, I don't know, shape of the plant or something like that. And somehow that worked. And I wasn't expecting the exploration side of things. And that was a lot of fun and trying to, um, like join, like all the clues that you get and trying to get to a specific place using those clues or maps or whatever, um, it felt kind of like feeling in a way to be able to say, Hey, I know what place they are talking about. I'm gonna go there and oh my god, this is a cool plant. I'm gonna use this coupon cool to do some to to make some medicine for this person who has been waiting on it forever. And it just keeps going on. Like that gameplay loop was extremely satisfying. Like chef kiss. And um I'm gonna ask Rick because one of the games that was a surprise for him was a surprise uh, for me too at some point
0: ooh, okay so I'm expecting in fact, I don't know which one of those I think, do you mean Cuphead?
1: no, Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle
0: ah, what the 50, I, mean, 50. <laughs> I knew it would be <laughs> fair enough, wow, let, let's let start from back forwards then in that case, so Marion Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, I am still playing but that game's fucking phenomenal. Like, I thought it'd be okay. I thought it'd be a bit derivative. What I certainly didn't expect is for the game just to be quite as incredibly good as it is, to take quite as many um, bold, creative choices with what it's clearly trying to ape from the XCOM formula. Um, I didn't expect to like the Rabbids, but they do a great job of integrating them so far. And... Whisper it. I actually think I might like it just a little bit more than XCOM. Like, just a little bit. I haven't played XCOM 2 yet. That might swing the pendulum back in its favor, but like, it's tight. Let's put it that way. Like, at the moment, it's neck and neck.
2: It's a really good um,
0: game. <laughs> it is a really good game. Now, Cuphead, there was never any dispute, is an excellent game. For me personally, boss rushes are a pet peeve of mine. Um, there's a game that I've beaten that we'll talk about next time we do a proper episode that lost a whole sort of point out of 10 on my scale for committing the cardinal sin of having a mandatory boss rush towards the end. However, Cuphead's amazing. And Cuphead makes those fights challenging and engaging, but also makes them feel fair at the same time as keeping them punishingly difficult helps that it's you know got that incredible aesthetic that it really hangs its hat on and by god what a thing to hang your hat on um but it is one that you know if if a friend hadn't had it and i've been able to just play free i probably would have always assumed not for me and really did shock me with how much it clicked with me um the last one briefly guacamelee 2 i had memories of liking the first one um the second one really, really came out clutch and came out firing on all cylinders. And it, it's made me sort of re-examine my memory of the first game and whether I've I've maybe sort of let that dull or maybe the second one was just miles and away better than the first, which I think is probably where I sit on it currently I and mean, it just had the misfortune of having to follow up the first game. Um but it's one that that I didn't expect to enjoy quite as much as I did. Um, and and it was a difficult one. I couldn't really pick between any of those three, so we've got all three. Um, Alex, I remember the name of this, but you're gonna have to tell me a bit more about it and refresh my memory and the listeners' memories. I'm sure.
2: Yeah. So this is uh the life and suffering of Sir Brant, which is um basically it's it's like um I don't even know the best way to describe it. It's sort of like an interactive novel. Molly, uh, well, stop going in my mouth. Okay, sorry. My dog is like right at me. Um. So it's like this interactive kind of choose-your-own-adventure novel set in, like, the medieval era. You know, it's it's a little bit like um, if Pentiment was just um, a novel because you're following, like, this guy's life, like you're creating his life, but in a more fantasy world, whereas Pentiment is kind of... Yeah. And actually, the reason that I would say Pentiment's not in this spot is because the Life, of, uh, the life and Suffering of Sir Brand told me that I like games like Pentiment. And then I was like, I was ready for Pentiment at this point. Um, It's really, really, really impressive. It's very um, well historically researched because even though it's sort of a fantasy world, it's extremely based on our world. Um, A lot of different endings. Another example of uh, a game wherein the ending is something that no matter what route you pick, there's an intriguing ending that you can get. And there are like lots of different kind of routes you can go on. And there's no one definitive one. It really is about shaping Sir Brant's life. And you can't be a a jack of all trades in this game. Like you really have to decide what your vocation is going to be and like kind of stick to it. um, If you want to get like a fun sort of ending to it. So I really liked it. It really forced you, not necessarily forced, but highly, highly incentivized you to really role play your character and and sort of fit him into um, a kind of role of society and, and choose where you're going to go. So, yeah, I really liked it. It was an excellent, excellent take on revolution as well. Very well done. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the life and suffering of Sir Brandt, um, which, again, was super good. And now we're going to move on to one that's not quite about this year, but more about next year. And that's the most anticipated... Um, Ga- oh, wait. Did we move the order just around? Just skip
1: one.
0: I I've flipped them around just because I think it makes well, too more sense. To too bad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, never mind. So, well, you know what the next one's going to be because uh, Sneaky Sneaky Rick flipped them on me. Um, so, instead of most anticipated, which will be next, uh, we're going to talk about um, the most, uh, the game you wish you hadn't retired or backlogged in 2022. And. For me, this is Crusader Kings 3. I, I wish I loved it, you know? I wish I could understand the game fully and get into it because I can tell it's incredible, you know? Like, it's clearly phenomenal, but I just I just can't quite get there, you know? Um, it, it didn't quite work for me. And now I'm stalling a little bit because you've both deleted your entries.
0: <laughs> I don't know about Pala, but I got the completely wrong end of the stick from the way that that was worded. In our, um, in our agenda. But I've got two picks, so I'm going to give Paola a couple of minutes to, to wrangle what she wants to do in there. Uh, my first pick is Trek to Yomi. God, I wanted to like this one, but there were so many little things that didn't work as part of it, and on the whole, it just didn't come together because of them. Um, the whole sort of fixed perspective thing felt overly restrictive the combat never quite felt right um i remember there being this kind of weird thing where certain elements of slowdown, down like bullet time things were implemented poorly and the parrying always felt off and like they'd intentionally set it in the wrong place timing wise um yeah just one that i'd hoped would turn out well and really, really didn't. And, it, you know, one of those that's sort of disappointing when it doesn't go your way. Uh, And the second one was Metal Slug 3D, because it feels like there was something there. Maybe. But a combination of shoddy controls, the fact that it's not quite in English, um, and limitations of the hardware at the time really, really hamstrung it. Camera control especially was not pleasant at all um, on this game. And it's a black sheep in what is otherwise sort of shaping up to be a complete run of all the metal slug games on my part. Pala, have you? Yes, you have picked one, Pala. Yep.
1: And I really wanted to love Mist because of the kind of game that it is, but it really didn't grab me even like one bit. And mm-hmm. it's a shame because it looked like from the hype praise you guys sang to it. I really
2: thought I would enjoy it more. So hmm. yeah. That's sad, but that I is get my it. <laughs> um, well shit. Okay. Well look at that. We're 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 just freaking scooching along here. Um, real nice. So why don't we now jump into <laughs> our most anticipated game? Which you're right. This I does mean it it's coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, how would you ever known? Uh we've got a bunch in here. Well, I mean, Rick and I do um paolo has got the one uh i'll talk about i don't actually have a ton to say because i'm just there anticipating i've talked about this a bunch like hollow knight silk song right i've been anticipating this game for years now every year i'm like this might be the year this is the year. and 20, <laughs> like last year i felt like 2022 that's got to be the year right i'm like no it's not 2023 this must be the year right And it's like no it's not but it's fine they take their time you know i just want it to be another piece of perfection when it comes out which i'm sure it will be so i'm ready I just really hope it is this no year because I'd really like to play it soon, you know? Um, I'd also like to play it before I have to inevitably upgrade my Switch, you know? Like, give it to me just now so I can take it on the go. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, Resident Evil 4 Remake. I mean, come on. Like, the, the, the reason I was a little torn with this is that, like, I thought about putting Resident Evil 4 Remake just that one, but I've played Resident Evil 4 so many times that while I am unbelievably excited for this, I also recognize that, like, I'm probably just gonna wait until it goes on sale because I don't feel like I really need to rush out and support this game. This game's gonna sell gangbusters, like, yeah, it will bust charts. You know what I'm saying, right? Like, I'm like other Resident Evil games. I'm like, I will buy it right now. I would like to support. Make sure you make more of these. With that one, I'm just like, yeah, it's gonna do good. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one is Like a Dragon Ishin because I'm super into the games now. And I loved Like a Dragon, and I cannot wait to play the sequel to it. Um, They're getting more q action in here. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with that. Um, And yeah, I'm just very excited. These three games are like top of my list right now.
0: And I I think anyone who's listening at home probably knows what Paola's game is. (laughs) But for for anyone who hasn't connected the dots, Paola...
1: I swear I am more hyped than person for this game. Mm. And that would be <laughs> The Land of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. And if this wasn't a special episode, that would be the
2: say. title. <laughs> I'm more hyped than person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And there's, I, I don't, like, I am knee deep into the theorizing of this game on maybe what's. It's going to be about like what powers or like, yeah, powers, quote unquote, or like tech things think is going to happen this game. And I also like, what the hell, what happened to the Master Sword? How the hell we are going to repair it? And what is going to be the battle with dehydrated cannon? Because that in the trailer was indeed canon and. I don't know, there's so much that I want to know about the game that I really want to play it. I want to see, like, what is in store for it. And I think this was probably my most anticipated uh, game last year because, well, it was supposed to come out this year. And then Onuma came out and said, hey, we need more time uh, to develop this game. And I'm like, oh, damn it. Still, I'd rather have it, like, take a little bit more time that have it like not be as perfect of a game that it can be as it can be. So yeah, I I really want this game to come out. I I am gonna get it day one, and I also have to probably play a lot of it because my nephew is gonna play it too, and I don't want him to spoil me anything like mm-hmm. anything at all. Um that Little bastard is like so fast at beating games that I'm like, no, I, I, I don't want you to beat this game before me and just spoil the hell out of it. I, I went to beat it first, so this is gonna be a competition. So yeah, Rick.
0: Yeah, so I've, um, I've got three. The first one, and this is kind of my Hollow Knight Silk song. This is a game I've been anticipating four years. Um, and it's specifically Nirvana, uh, the sequel to Valhalla. Um, aka waifu bartending action. Now, Nirvana looks like a real step up quality-wise. The devs had some issues on the uptake, but I, as Alex is with Silk Song, I'm very much of the thing that like I can wait as long as it's what I hope it will be when it comes out. But even if it isn't, like it's fine. I can wait. Like it'll it'll get there. It's all good. Um, second one, and th- this is a matter of. Sheer curiosity as much as anything else. Um, but we're expecting Suicide Squad killed the Justice League next yeah. year. Now, on paper, ever since the, the first ill-fated Suicide Squad film was announced, I thought that was a concept that could be made, could make a really good video game. Um the idea that they sort of nailed it down, they said, look, these are the four characters, these are your options, intrigues me, as does the premise. Um, as does the whole landscape of it coming off the back of Gotham Knights and like the nightmare God-shade. that that was. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um, so this is one that I'm anticipating to see how it is as much as to play it. Um, and I suppose to a certain extent that it, that applies to my last game as well, though this is one that. I'm just really excited for generally. Like all the coverage I've seen looks really, really cool. And they're about overdue knocking a brand new one out of the park. Final Fantasy 16. It's an interesting time for new Final Fantasies, FF7 remakes, doing gangbusters. Um, 15, aka Versus 13, actually came out and wasn't a dumpster fire. They fixed 14 recently. 13 feels like a distant, faded memory. So 16 is going to be real interesting. And it might actually be a reason to get one of the next gen consoles as well, because God knows I've been struggling for a reason. Like, yes, yeah, sure. There's a Ratchet and Clank game and also a Demon Souls remake. And look, they're the only exclusives I can think of.
2: Well, God of War, Ragnarok.
0: It's on PS4 as well
2: ragnarok you want to play ragnarok on ps i mean listen
0: i'm not saying i want to I'm saying I, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying I could i haven't played
2: 2018
0: yet i'll get to i'll get to god of war 2018 no, I, I,
2: but... I, I i agree like i'm i'm i've been waiting like nothing has even moved the needle for me when it comes to the ps5 like as, as good as ragnarok looks it's like well i can wait years like that game's just gonna get cheaper right <laughs>
0: Hmm. Patient gamer strats, but yeah, so those are the ones I'm interested in. Uh, nice. what games are you interested in at home? Are there any games that you think we've overlooked in any of our lists? Have you got a new category you'd like us to try and remember for this time next year? All goes <laughs> good in the luck on us, but we'll... <laughs> like... well,
2: <laughs> we'll, yeah, <laughs> we'll try. I wonder actually, real quick before we move on, I just wanted to see, um, like our last year's most anticipated, um, because I think. It was Hall Silk Song for me and Starfield. So, two games that did not make it. Though I'm still excited for Starfield, actually. I, sh- I probably should have remembered that. And then Breath of the Wild sequel.
0: I'm, I'm if it comes out in 2022. Yeah.
2: And then you had Sifu, Neon White, and Nirvana. I guess Sifu might have been the only one that, like, it was good, but maybe not as great as it could have been.
0: Yeah. Sifu was, like, a little bit disappointing. And, and some of that is just because it feels like they bet the farm on a progression system that I felt was fundamentally at odds with the actual structure of the game um, like the the combat was phenomenal, there is no getting past that uh, there is no minimising that the system that Slowclap put together in terms of the actual moment to moment combat Chef Kiss amazing, yeah. fantastic exactly what it needed to be but I didn't like the way that that tied into the aging system or the um, upgrade tree. I just don't think they complement each other. If anything, I think they were at complete odds with each other. It's not a bad game. It, it was still you know, a lot of fun to play through. Um, and it will certainly be interesting to see if the film rights that have recently been optioned ever do end up with an actual film being made. I'd be very about seeing sort of that as a choreograph piece mm. of cinema. Um, but I, I think it is fascinating that we all have like a, um, a Moby Dick that never came out. Yeah.
2: And I mean, Slime Rancher came out, which I think you really enjoyed, didn't you, Paula?
1: Yeah. Like, um, the Slime Rancher 2 came out. Yeah, and yeah. I haven't played a lot of it, but for sure, I enjoyed it a lot. A lot. It is so pretty. It's the I world.
2: It. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's the world of video games these days, too, though, right? Like, it's just very rarely do these games actually come out on time, which is fine. But it it is kind of a unique um, issue, right? Like, you don't see this as much in other entertainment. Like, most movies kind of usually come out at a time. But also, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm talking on my ass. Who knows? <laughs> um, mm. Why don't we move on to our favorite game? That game is... To beat the game, um, I think it's Rick's turn, yeah, it's Rick's turn. Okay, right. I was like, Whose turn is that? I've already got a game. Oh, I'm, sick, I'm all over that shit. Now,
0: that game is drumroll, please, Fire board? Emblem Fates Birthright.
2: Oh, Ooh. me know this one, but paula probably knows it too. So, it's so what's gonna make <laughs> this one very, very interesting, yeah. So, uh,
0: for anyone who somehow has tuned in for the first time this time um sorry i've just seen the photos that you've both put up of your animals Uh, it's it's been a wild episode for animal stuff like Mm. alex's dog molly has been all over him and then like about five minutes ago paula's cat just dominated the screen for about two seconds (laughs) um and now i've got wonderful incredible photos of both of them in our shared discord back on topic for anyone who's listening for the first time, is like, how long to beat the game? What the fuck's that? Is it tasty? Um, the way it works, <laughs> there are a total of five points up for grabs per contestant. It's a rolling host. So this week I'm hosting it. Alex and Paola are competing for the points. Um, the first three points are available for uh, being the closest guess to the main, main plus and 100% times. One point each, um, same score. Both teams get the point or both players get the point. And then there are a bonus two points available um, for the dealer's choice. So I'm going to pick something about this game's how long to beat listing. And that is going to be the basis upon which the <laughs> extra two points are awarded.
2: Nice, darling. Yes. I'll start what you pick. I'm just
0: trying to think about what, what I want that. Thing to be,
2: yeah. I've got my times put in here. I I feel decently confident about this because, like, I have played these games a fair bit, and so I I think I I think I know. But I'm not I'm not fully confident because they they're big games, right? Like they have a pretty wide range of times on them. But I don't know. Out of all of yeah, the ones we've I done um... in the last few weeks, this is the one that I'm feeling I think the best about. Which watch me. Get yeah, it. I am. Um
1: very very confident about this one mainly because I played it this year Ooh. and I, ex- I also look at the times this year because I have to like organize my time to play it.
0: now the, now I'm feeling the, the less confident point, <laughs> well the, the two point question I'm going to go for something that's not time based uh, I want you both to tell me how many replays do you think have been logged for this game
2: interesting
1: we're well, at least one. <laughs> Replays. At least one.
2: At least one. She says, "Oh, that's good. I love that. I love that so much." I think, out of all of the games, this would be. I don't know, maybe I don't want to say anything until she's put her in. <laughs> hustle is real. I'm like, I better shut my mouth. Actually, and you know, I'll wait a second till she says she's done. I've sent all my d- mine in. Yep, I see some.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'm typing, I'm typing.
2: Yeah, type faster. <laughs> ah!
1: Faster!
2: <laughs>
1: okay, there you go.
2: Excellent.
0: Uh, yes, I've got everything from everyone. So, first off, main times. Paula says 27 hours. Alex says 26 and a half hours. Paula takes the point, it's bang on 27 oh, hours. Fuck. I thought my half half hours hours. would help me. It's those half hours. Yeah, it's those (laughs) fucking half hours, eh? Uh, Main plus, Alex says 41 hours, 30 minutes. Uh, Paola says 40 hours. Uh, Alex gets the point. It's 42 and a half hours, main plus. Ooh, okay.
2: I was right about the
0: half. We're one all all this round. (laughs) (laughs) 100%. Alex says 84 hours, 30 minutes. Paola says 84 hours, 85 hours oh! is the God
2: time. damn it. <laughs> Those half this hours, half man. Hour plays out. Half hours, they, they, they work sometimes. Mm, they do they, though? Didn't work for me the first time, but they work sometimes. Nope. <laughs> now to the
1: replays. It, like, 70% of the time they work every time or something like that? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And command quote, yeah. <laughs> it's, what's it about, like, the cougar aftershave or whatever it is? Something like that. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. know. It works. Every time. Mm-hmm. So, replays. Um, Alex says 25.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Paola says 20. I can tell you that the number of replays logged on the site are 4 and 20. 24 times. Oh, plays.
1: Jesus Alex, Christ.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker trying to give me Sorry. a heart attack over here.
0: Trying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I succeeded. It doesn't come down on audio only, but oh, the fates. Um, yeah, so that is a total of four points to Alex, one point to Paula. Puts me there, goes
1: my confidence
2: one point ahead
0: of you now, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, which at the end of game week one puts Alex on seven points. Uh, I'm just behind him on six. Paula still in it at three points. So it's going to be an interesting next set of game weeks rolling into 2023. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's us for this week. Keep an eye out for um another slightly unusual episode um in the run-up to the end of the year um
2: this is our kind of you know we're getting ready for the holidays episodes we're just we're just throwing out some interesting different things
0: <laughs> as everyone is it's interesting stuff to book end the year and also account for the fact that we have family and plans and things that take us away from our regular recording schedule exactly <laughs> all right until next time